Hi, I'm Christine Esposito, and welcome to this new Happy Podcast. Earlier this year, Procter & Gamble beauty brand Olay kicked off a 10-year commitment designed to inspire more women to enter STEM fields and support those who are already working in STEM right now. Why such support? Today, women make up just 24% of jobs in STEM. The Olay campaign features role models from many different industries, as well as real women from within its own walls. And on the line with us today to speak about this campaign, as well as her own journey in cosmetic science, is Olay's Dr. Frelka Neiser. A bit about Dr. Neiser. After earning her master's degree in chemistry, Dr. Neiser completed her PhD at the University of Hanover in Germany, working in the areas of biotechnology and fragrance and flavor chemistry. She joined Procter & Gamble in healthcare research and development in 2000. She later transferred to P&G Beauty and has since worked across hair and skin care categories. She is now principal scientist and scientific communications leader for global skin care and Olay. Dr. Neiser is also an active member of the German Society of Chemists and the British Society of Cosmetic Chemists. She has written several peer-reviewed publications, contributed scientific articles to trade magazines, and authored book chapters for cosmetology textbooks. And of course, you can find her insight right inside Happy Magazine as well. Dr. Neiser, thank you so much for joining us today. I'd love if we can start off right off the bat and talk a little bit about Olay's $1 million commitment to support gender equity in STEM. I'd love to know how proud are you about this initiative, both on a professional and also on a personal level. Very proud. Uh, hi, Christine. I, I, I'm very proud of this, both personally and professionally. And, and also because it's not just, it's not about, uh, you know, a one of uh, one million. It, um, it's actually what we announced as our, you know, 2030 goals. So this is really a 10 year journey that we're committing to, to support and empower women and, and, and STEM programs, you know, uh, uh, trying to double the number of, uh, number of women in STEM careers. So it's not this one off. And that's why I love this program because it is a long term commitment. Yeah, that's great. I know, you know, obviously you're in the science field, and I'd love to know, um, just on a personal level, how did you know or when did you know that science was your thing? And I'd love to know how young you were when you figured that out. Yeah, so I would say it was in high school. So I was, what, you know, um, 16, 17, 18. And, and I think it was a combination of things, A, and school. I, I was good at math and science, which helps. Um, and then I think I had really great teachers, teachers who knew how to bring science to life and how to make it engaging, and that was really the key. I had a great chemistry teacher, I remember, all the way um, uh, in, in high school, and, 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 and he really made it click for me. Yeah, a great teacher can make all the difference. You know, going from there, can you take us back through your journey in cosmetic science specifically? I'd love to know what it was like when you started out in the field and if you have any role models who are women along those lines as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, so first, of, first of all, in, in university, it was actually interesting. I went to a, a, a very large technical university in, in, in Germany, but in, the, in, in my area of sort of cosmetic and sort of more biochemistry, uh, um, there were actually quite a, quite a few women, which I thought was interesting at the time, that, that women were really drawn to this kind of applied science and applied chemistry um, um, and, and that was speaking to them. So, so I was always surrounded by women. And then when I started with Procter and Gamble in 2000, 
same same thing. I started in R&D. My first manager was a woman. A lot of my uh, colleagues were women. So it, I never felt like the odd one out. I, I, I was always surrounded by smart, strong women in the STEM field, which I guess was maybe not, you know, I, I took it for granted. Maybe it wasn't elsewhere, but that's how I, um, how I uh, saw it. Yeah, you know, that's, you kind of touched on this a little bit more, but I'd like to go into detail. You know, how much has the landscape changed in terms of women taking on key roles within R&D in general? And also, I'd love to know within P&G specifically. Yeah, see, I, I, and I don't have all, all the numbers. I know that today at, at P&G, we actually have, um, if we look at R&D, 51% of our R&D employees are women, which I think is, is, is great. And, uh, you know, I, you know, maybe that wasn't always the case, but as I said, when I started 20, over 20 years ago, that's what it felt like. Um, I, I think there was an even, a very even distribution, which I think is great because, you know, at P&G, especially on LA, right, we make a lot of products that are designed for women, uh, that, that, that women will use. And so I think it's, it's really important in the design process that you have uh, both men and women, uh, women working alongside each other uh, because that, that's how I think you get the best uh, outcomes. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's very interesting to hear that percentage, too, because I, I do believe I've seen statistics that say women make up just about 24% of all jobs in STEM. To, so to hear that um, level of yes. women who are involved in R&D in P&G, that's um, really impressive. You know, I'd love to shift gears over to the OLA branch specifically. Um, can you give us some insight into what the R&D team is working on to further um, advance the efficacy of this longstanding range? It's always continued to evolve over the years. Yeah, so, so um, I, I, I think what, what we're really doing, and, and, and you know us, uh, Christine, so I think what we've always done over the years is, is really focus on, 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 on the fundamentals and the basics to really create products that are, you know, um, um, uh, that, 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 that perform well, that are real, that are not just hope in a jar. And, and, and so we're focused a lot on our, on, on, on our main iconic product lines that, that there be no women love. I know you uh, featured uh, not too long ago our beloved micro-sculpting cream, uh, the Olay in the red jar. And, 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 and we know, so, you know we've, we've created a lot of innovation around that because we always knew it was a great product, but not everyone loved the field. So we added the Regenerous Whip. Uh, a couple of years ago, and just now, literally last month, um, uh, a red jar that is called Regenerous Ultra Rich. So really, so 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 that every woman finds a product she can really love, and that really works for her skin type and her skin needs. So that is um, really important. I also think we've done a great job. Um, of, of, of making our, you know, the, the way that we communicate products and our science more intuitive. For example, Retinol 24, which is a range that launched last year. It, it's really kind of very obvious. Like it's, it comes in a purple jar because it's a night cream. It, it's called Retinol 24. So I think we're making it much easier for women to actually identify the right products for her. And that is half the battle, right? Because if, if you, you know, we all have this graveyard of unused uh, skincare products in our bathrooms, and so not just making great products, but also making sure that women find the right products for them. I think that's something we have really focused on in the last couple of years. For sure. There's definitely always a lot going on um, within R&D going on at the Olay brand. I agree. And it's always interesting to hear what's, um, what's happening there. You know, I'd love to know just before we um, get off the line, if you have any advice you know, for young girls or students who want who do want to pursue um, a career in a STEM field, what would your advice be for them? 
so I think my advice would be, I mean, you know, if, 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 if that's what you love doing and that's what you're passionate about, you know, you, you, you will find a way, you know, stick with it. Don't be discouraged by maybe by early um, disappointments. Um, I, I think it's good to have role models or mentors. And so I, I didn't actually mention earlier, my mother also is a, is, is a chemist. Um, that probably, you know, nudged me in, in the direction. But if, if it's, of course, if, if it's not your parents, then, you know, maybe find someone who's in the field. People love giving advice. People love being uh, um, asked for help and, and, and just, you know, um, retell their experiences. So I think if, if you don't have someone in your family, then just find someone who can, you know, be your mentor and, and, and give you a bit of guidance along the way. But, you know, nowadays I think everything is, is possible. So if, the, if that's what you want to do, a career in STEM, go for it. And I'm sure it will work out. Uh, that's some great advice, and I really do appreciate you um, talking with us today about P&G and Olay's initiative in STEM, and also sharing some of your story about your journey within cosmetic science. It's always interesting to hear um, from the people who are doing the work behind the brand. So I appreciate your time today. Thank you so much for having me.